Hey everybody and uh, welcome to the show. Uh, this week Ed and I are going to talk about and watch Last Boy Scout. So Last Boy Scout came out in 1991-1992. It's a bit difficult to tell because we're looking at it on Xbox and it's got 1991 but you go on the IMDB it says it's 1992. So it's probably one of those two. Um, hopefully, when the one we watch on Xbox, we're going to get the US version, which is a slightly longer cut by like only by a minute or two. But I think it's got more. It's got more of the uh, violence in it, which I know sounds a bit weird. I hope it's got more violence in it, but it yeah, it it is better. Just these little cuts here and there. So, uh, starring uh, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Though, if you look at the Xbox description, you will be thinking. Bruce Willis, 16 Blocks and Sin City. Um, I know those are pretty reasonable films, but considering the man's been in Pulp Fiction and in the greatest action film of all time in Die Hard, why would you list 16 Blocks down? Just makes no sense. Anyway, so without further ado, uh, I'll say hello to Ed. Hi, James. That's Boy Scouts. Here we go sort of a little bit out of our 80s theme but definitely one of my favorite action films of the the time I think as well this is like um an mtv movie so how long after this did he do die out with a vengeance two years later two years later because <clears throat> geffen of course now is this is a geffen uh movie product uh, movie picture so, uh, movie production. So, they of course formed DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg and Jeffrey Katzenberg. So, I always remember the start to this film when I first started watching it. It's got Billy Blanks in it. It has. And I thought, ah, oh, quality, Billy Blanks is going to be in this film. Not in it for that long. Of course. William, as he's known. <laughs> I love this song as well. Of course, Billy Blanks in one of the most amazing martial arts films of all times, King of the Kickboxers. King of the Kickboxers. Uh, very young Halle Berry in this movie. Kim Coates, that automatically gives it an extra 25% of quality. So I remember buying this on VHS from the now defunct British Woolworths store. <laughs> Good old Woolworths. Good old Woolies. <laughs> well, I got a picked up on VHS. I thought, oh, it's got Bruce Willis in it. I've not heard of this film before. Totally blew me away. I think the first time I saw this was another ooh, TV, when ITV used to have their movies and then they used to have the news in between and everything before was cut, yes. everything after was not cut. Well this one, um, I think it's on ITV for this Friday, so for shows up and people are listening in the UK get you know listen out for it or watch it but 
this was um, a bit of a record-breaking script, I think, for Shane Black. I think I paid a lot of money to write this movie. In case you haven't guessed, Ed and I are big Shane Black fans. It's definitely got some quality works to his name. Well, it's, 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 it's just the snarkiness and the sarcasm and all the one-liners. I think when you look at it as well, the way he writes a script, you can imagine the characters actually being like that. Yeah. It's, it's not like it's forced. I mean, also, what I quite like about this movie is you can see the sort of transition, the way you move into the 80s and the 90s with all like the music videos yeah. and all sorts of things like that, MTV taking off in a big way. There he is, Billy Blanks. Do you know, until you said that then, I never twigged. <laughs> Not once. See, what impresses me about Billy Blanks is... He's a good martial artist. I do believe he was never um, a martial artist at school and his teacher told him he'd, he'd never be any good at it. And I think within a year, to prove his teacher wrong, he'd got a black belt. Fair play. So he worked really hard at it. But nah, I was, sorry. Because I'd seen a couple of his movies by the time I'd seen this. It's just like, ah, it's going to be in this movie. Quality. No. <laughs> I think this must be one of the only Shane Black films as well that isn't set at Christmas. Yeah, not that I can think of. Hey? Yeah. All the other ones that I can think of are all set at Christmas. So Lethal Weapon, Christmas. Lethal Weapon 2, he didn't write. I think he's got a bit of a story credit, but he didn't write. Um, uh, the um, Monster Squad, but he co-wrote that. That's not Sir Christmas. That's, uh, I think that's Halloween. Yeah. Um, this is Sir Christmas. Monster Squad. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's not bad, 90 minutes. Frankenstein is a good guy. <laughs> I can't understand why it's a 15, but hey. That's quite odd about ratings, film ratings now, isn't it? I mean, you look at it, and you go, and you look at Sky, Predator, Aliens, we're 18s, dropped to 15s. You look at something now, it's a 15, and you look at it and think, it's probably a 12A at best, but they won't drop the ratings on them. I, um... I get the impression that what Billy Blanks is about to do on the football field, the American football field, is um, illegal. <laughs> I don't. I think it's probably a fine and suspension from the football authorities. Yeah, a bit of, a big fine, I should say. Yeah, I might get a season's ban. I feel sorry for the linebacker here. One in the head. Another one in the shoulder. That's the worst one because the one in the shoulder, he knows he's going to... Well, 
The one he's shot in the head, that's probably is the worst, I'll take it yeah. back, because he's dead. The one in the shoulder is the least worst, because he's probably going to play again. The one in the knee <laughs> is harsh, because he's never going to play again. And he's got to be, remember it, being there, yeah. when his career ended. There we go. You don't see that every day. Oh, I love this bit. <laughs> Whispering. Bruce Willis potentially might have fucked us for us today. I see. When we were growing up, watching these films, they were influential because if you slept in a car, you thought, oh, I slept in a car, just like Bruce Willis in The Last Boy Scout. I'm cool. No, lots of hobos sleeping <laughs> and things like that. Private detective. There, you've got kids acting all hard like they're going to rob him. Yeah. And then when one gets caught, he screams like a little girl. Quite strange as well when you look at Bruce Willis for his movie career. You can actually see the hair loss. <laughs> yeah, you can track it. Yeah, because he took a long hiatus after this Shane Black, so he did, he did this, and then his next movie, I think, was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Christmas movie. Iron Man 3, Christmas movie. <laughs> the Good Guys, Christmas movie. I think that's the thing, if you set movies at Christmas, it's like Riggs says in Lethal Weapon, it's the silly season. So people do get a little bit more nuts and people get more down and there's a lot more going on. Yeah. Wow. There's some serious anger issues there. Definitely. <laughs> Very top now. This is the best toy ever. Ah, shoot him. Home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> cop, cover it up. Yeah. Well, ex cop, still cover it up. Even a dog is angry. Ouch, a bit below the belt. Well, not really. No, not really. <laughs> Quite fitting, really. This car is uh, a crap mobile, isn't it? <laughs> Mike's got his. Uh, Ford, eh? Yeah, it did. Well, Mike had a Ford. He did, yeah. Mike's now dead in quite spectacular fashion. See, I'm pretty sure he's watching these movies as well. Got my sarcasm from. Yeah, um, and mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to work out what that's, that is on his head. I'm trying to work out if it's one of those hats that people used to wear when they went to bed. Yeah, it does look like a night hat, doesn't it? It's not the your best piece of headgear. <laughs> Sympathetic, Eddie. What's going on with Koi's If she's in some kind of trouble, I want to know about it. When you look at Bruce Willis there, you he's got a face of, I really don't care what you've got to say. Would you want to mess with that man? No. $2.25 for a packet of cigarettes. 
What would that have been about? About £1.50 back then? Probably. So in terms of um, Bruce Willis movies, where does this rank in, in terms of uh, your favourites? Well, it's definitely, definitely way above Hudson Hawk. <laughs> <clears throat> you could like Hudson Hawk from an ironic sense. Uh, well, for me, I think... I like Die Hard, obviously, quality movie. Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. There's Last Boy Scout. I mean, the other Die Hards, like two and four, bit hit and miss. Die Hard 5, I don't think they've made that yet because if they have, it, it, it's probably terrible, sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that film is so bad. <clears throat> um, I actually didn't mind 16 Blocks. thought the concept of that was quite good. Yeah, I think 16 Blocks is it. Um, I also enjoyed Looper. I think Looper's a good film. It's very clever. Um, what about you? I think it's... You're automatically drawn to Die Hard. I think there's a, there's quite a few films actually when you start really start to think about it because I would then automatically include Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, I'd also think about um, the Fifth Element. Which, despite um, Chris Tucker doing his best to annoy the hell out of you, Bruce Willis is still very cool in that movie. I like Looper too. I think Looper's a really good film. I also like Twelve Monkeys. I think Twelve Monkeys is brilliant. Yeah, you strap people with uh, jokes and then stab them with a broken bottle. Yeah, in the neck. Um, what else uh, has he done that I really like? The, Hostage is quite a good film, a bit underrated. And um, the, yeah, Hostage, that's one where he's a hostage negotiator and goes works in a small town, isn't it? Yeah. Quite like that movie. It's a little bit underrated. I know he's done a lot of really dodgy crap at the moment. Lots and lots of B movies. So David Wayans has just driven into one of the bad guys and pinned him between two cars. It looks extremely painful, but not as painful as being shot in the back of the head by Bruce Willis. Shane Black movies, I wonder what the total damage count cost <laughs> would be across all the movies. I mean, right. you've got cars, you've got buildings, especially station wagons, um, you've got buildings, um, 
Well, just you, put, you can put all that to one side because all you got to do is look at Iron Man 3. Because <laughs> each suit that Iron Man wears costs apparently nearly a billion dollars to build. And Iron Man has 50 suits nearly in that film. And he destroys them all. So that's 50 billion dollars. That's before, before you think about his mansion yeah. being destroyed. And you think about all the destruction that Tony Stark causes on route to the final co- final conflict with Trevor, Trevor Suttery. $650, <laughs> yeah. Depends. Yeah. Well, yes. Did I like a TV in or something? <laughs> nope. I'm very old. Helen Beck is definitely like the drier, more sarcastic version of Riggs. Rather than being outwardly violent, he's, he's all more repressed a bit, a bit more inner anger. Definitely a lot of self-love in there as well. Yeah. But it's the language, isn't it? It's the conversations in this film that make it so good. I think that's the thing as well. It's the it's the backstory as well. You look extremely good guy, secret service agent. Try to do the morally the right thing, but end up costing his job. <laughs> God, we say because Bruce Willis is not tall. That dude must be really short. Either Bruce Willis that or Bruce Willis is stood on a box. Oh, Tom Cruise did a lot of his movies. <laughs> that's really clever, a bit of storytelling as well. Because you have the one conversation that starts to say who was Helen Beck beforehand. And the next, the conversation is carried on between Helen Beck and Jimmy. So the car parks in his films, like cop films, look familiar, don't they? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Conversation between Joe and Jimmy about his $650 pants, which we've just been chatting about, was taken from a deleted scene in Lethal Weapon. Murtaugh's daughter is wearing an expensive dress for a New Year's Eve party and asks it doesn't have a little tea in it, TV in it, does it? Mel Gibson apparently was considered for the role of Jimmy Dix. And Jack Nicholson. I, don't, I don't think it would have worked. Well, Jack Nicholson was the first choice for Helen Beck. This is good. This is one of my favourite facts about this movie. In an interview with Tony Scott, he mentions that a stray cat managed to get into Bruce Willis's trailer and started humping Bruce's hairpiece. <laughs> the piece was mangled, but they managed to get it looking bearable again. <laughs> That's a wicked fact. Well, there's quite a few different changes to the original trim, the original script as well. There's a connection here as well with the editor, Stuart Baird, who uh, edited Tango and Cash. Yeah. Oh, tape. Indeed. <laughs> wow, the original film, the original script is really different. So. There's two versions saying the original, original version, Bruce Willis is a security guard for Senator Baynard, and it's his son who's the main villain. 
And Bruce Willis gets framed by having a load of crack cocaine put in his personal property when he refuses to uh, lie for him. And then another version of the script, Milo and Shannon Marcone are the bad guys, but Milo's even nastier because not only is he a hitman, he also makes snuff films on the side. And when he's making the snuff films, um, he kills an entire family, kidnaps Joe's wife, and she's about to be executed at the end of the film before Joe saves her. Very, very different. Apparently in the, like, the early cuts of it, it was so dark that it was going to be almost the unlikely NC-17, which I think is like the death nail in American cinema. But it always makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans did not get on at all, didn't like each other. But sometimes you can, that's not necessarily a bad thing because it means that the screen chemistry is better. So, if I just name a few, give them a rating out of, uh, out of 10. Out of 10? Yeah. Okay. And I'll give my rating out of 10. So, 16 blocks. I'll give that a 7. Yeah, I'd agree with 7. Bandits. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. I thought, that's going to be a tough one. I'll give it a five. I'll be generous and give it a six. Hostage. Give that a seven as well. Yeah, I'll go with a seven. Hudson Hawk. Oh, see, on a scale of one to ten, it's, it's just not fair. I'll I'll be fair. I'll give it a one. A one. <laughs> Wowzers! I can't give it a rating because I've never seen it. You've never seen Hudson Hawk? No. It is bad. So I think what we'll do in a future episode is we will watch Hudson Hawk. Now I'll watch Ed Squirm. <laughs> then I will just go. What the hell is going on? I think what makes the film so bad. Is really it's, it's just too stupid and over the top with virtually zero for me enjoyable story. It you know you you look at it and you think Bruce Willis, Die Hard, other things he's been in. How would you pick that? I mean, that could have... Really, from my point of view... That could have ruined his career. Yeah. <laughs> could have done. Um, Last Man Standing. That's a good film. I like that film it's, too. It's a bit of a... Sort of like a... Remake of a Clint... What's it? A few dollars more? Yeah, it's also a remake of Yojimbo. Yeah. So, I, I give that an A. I think I'll give it a seven. I like it. But I think both the other films we just said are yeah. much better. Definitely. Mercury Rising. I'm going to give that a six. It's not a great film, but I do think the story is very clever. 
yeah, it's quite an interesting concept. Um, oh, lethal weapon in uh, Last Boy Scout. Very Tom. <laughs> Be quite very Tom. Are you ready? What would happen to your face? Oh my god, it speaks. Bruce Willis, striking distance. What's wrong with his face? His nose is too pointy, his eyes are beaming, and he's just big, needs a shave. Oh, oh, oh. Three? That's a generous three. I would be on that low level, definitely. Probably. Not a great film, but not a bad film. I'll give it a six. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair score. I think there was one bit where he's testing out the automated gun and tells Jack Black <laughs> to stick his arm out. And then he blows Jack Black's arm off and goes, yeah, you're right. The target's in his off just a little bit. Heart's War. Don't think I've seen that one either. No, I've not seen that one. Have you seen either the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards? I've seen the whole nine yards. Give that a seven. Seven. But I haven't seen the other one, sad. Okay. I've never seen either of them. So, here we go. Let's get down to some serious reviews. Die Hard. For me, it's got to be a 10. I agree. Look who's talking. To be honest with you, I'd probably give it a fair 7, because, I mean, it's comical. Yeah, the first one is actually pretty good. <laughs> so, look who's talking to. I'd probably go down a grade from there, 6. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Look Who's Talking To. I know it's Roseanne Barr's the other voice of Mikey. Um, I've never seen Bonfire of the Vanities. Have you seen Bonfire of the Vanities? I have an extremely long time ago. It's... I think it's one of those I've probably got about halfway through. It's not really my cup of tea as a movie. So... You know, I'd, I'd, I'd give it a five, to be fair, because yeah, I haven't seen, seen it all. It yeah, all. fair enough. So, I mean, yeah. you've got to be fair. Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Now, original cut, I'd probably give it six. Director's cut, I'd give it seven, just because there's some more quality stuff in there. <laughs> and lots more swearing. Yeah, I... It, uh, funny enough, I saw Die Hard 2 before I saw Die Hard, and I enjoyed Die Hard 2, and I still have a soft spot for it. I you know it's definitely the weakest of the original trilogy. Yeah, I think that's probably, seven's about right. Um, let's have a look, what else is there? Pulp Fiction. Nine. It's 10 for me. I think it's still my favourite Tarantino movie. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Give that a 9 as well. 
I think no. I mean, obviously, I think that's where. More comic values put into the into the movie, but I think the action and the comedy together with Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis, and uh, Jeremy Irons as well, yeah, it works so well. But obviously, it's just not quite as touch on the original. I think I'd give it an eight. I enjoy it. I like it a lot. And I think you're right. It's the addition of Samuel L. Jackson that makes. It looks like Bruce Willis is actually interested in doing it. Um, but I don't think I could score it any higher than that. Um, fifth element. Probably give that, for me, a seven. It's not a bad film, don't mind the film, but for me, it's a bit weirdly futuristic yeah. and I always struggle I enjoy the story but I always struggle sometimes with all that that goes on but that's fair enough I think I'd give it an 8 um, I really like Gary Oldman in that film I think he's brilliant um, Armageddon oh, Armageddon oh Jeez, uh, this is one of those moves. I'll give it a six. Reason I'm giving it a six unbelievable story. Totally. You're not going to fly up to an asteroid and destroy it to save the earth not gonna happen but I do for me the bit that always gets me <clears throat> is where each of the characters who's going up you see what their lives you know they go to see the loved ones and things like that and there is quite an in-depth story yeah. behind a lot of the characters which I think is good, but the rest of the movie just, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not Michael Bay's fine. It's not his Michael Bay's worst film, but it's nowhere near his best either. Nah. Which, um, for me, still remains the rock. Brilliant film. Which I really like, and I think Bad Boys, the first Bad Boys, I really like too. But then after that, he just completely lost the plot. Literally lost the plot in favour of special effects. Um, Let's do a few more Bruce Willis. Six cents. I give the six cents an eight. Yeah. But the only trouble is, I had figured it out within the first ten minutes. It's very clever. Great plot twists. Some great story and acting. But, you know. For me, nines and tens have to have a certain thing yeah, where yeah. I've got... Because the thing for me with The Sixth Sense, <clears throat> you could probably watch it two or three times. Yeah. But once you've watched it two or three times, it loses its hold over you because you already know 
the ending to it. Yeah. Whereas the action movies got Last Boy Scout, Die Hard. They sort of you know what's going to happen by the end, but you can watch it because the comedy value in it and the story keeps you ah oh, okay I know what's coming up here. Yeah. Die Hard. The elevator shaft, it's coming up, it's brilliant, and then you're going to get all the sarcasm after that scene. And that's why you know, like those films are 9 or 10. Yeah. I, I like the six scenes. I think you're right, on repeat viewing it doesn't hold the same impact simply because you know the twist and it does rely on its twist. So I think an 8 is fair. Unbreakable. Give that an eight because that is a very good film. I'm going to give it a nine because I think, outside of known comic creations, so I'm talking about not only Marvel and DC, I'm also talking about the work of Miller World. So things like Kick Ass, Hit Girl, they're already included. Kingsman they're on the I think it's a, I just think it's just brilliant I really do and it's a very very it's almost if we were if you're looking at what they were trying to do with Man of Steel it's a perfect example of that showing that this is somebody who has great power but doesn't know how to use it and is yeah. fearful of what they can do and I think that's really compelling I also think that Samuel Jackson is phenomenally frightening in this movie. What happened? It's okay. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, maybe I've not seen, but I know you have. Tears of the Sun. I would give that an eight. Yeah. There's two versions. You've got the director's cut, which I think the director's cut. It's a bit longer. I always find it a, a little bit better because the way it's cut, you, you get more full story. The only the only thing about that film is book to watch because, I mean, it's got a lot of genocide in it. Yeah. And it is... Some of it is quite haunting. But um, it, is a, it is a great film. Have you seen A Lucky Number Slevin? Yes. What do you think of that? Give that an eight. Because I just reckon that is... It's got a great story, great twist. Yeah, I think it's good. I probably would agree with you there. I think it's an eight. It's a really interesting take. And it's, it was good to see um, Josh Hartnett back because I hadn't seen him in anything decent for a little while. Can't believe it's 10 years ago, by the way. Uh, where else should we go? Surrogates. I haven't seen that one. It's quite interesting. Um, the idea behind it is that humans have retreated into their own property and just live inside their houses and they have robotic versions of themselves, androids going around doing stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's quite interesting. Um, I'll give it a seven worth a watch. It's not going to change the world, but quite a good, interesting concept. Now, I tried to watch this film, 
and I couldn't get through it because it was so awful. Cop out. <clears throat> well, unlike you, I got through the entire film. I would give it... Probably a two. It's definitely a movie where he's not interested in what how they. I just I just had to stop it. It was so bad. I really didn't like it at all. A film that he did do in that same year though that I really did like and was a nice surprise is Red. Yes. I give that. A, I think I give that a seven. I'd agree with a seven for Red. Yeah, I think that's good. And we're getting really up to date. We spoke about Leaper before. And then, well, that's pretty much it. Just doing some ropey stuff in the meantime, but we won't talk about those. <laughs> I love this bit. I told you I was exactly. going to kill him. Why are you surprised? I mean, he's very lucky, isn't it, with a fractured neck, considering the fact that Bruce Willis has been smacked on the back of his neck with a butt of a handgun. Well, that's the one I always love when, uh, so is it Honest Trailers, the diehards, what would have killed John McClane? Yeah. <laughs> How many lives would he have needed to survive it? Yeah, that's good. Joseph. Joseph. Isn't that really funny? He's... Mr. Milo is a nut job. Not quite sure that the cars would actually do this. Yeah, that's the weird bit, isn't it? Go, if we go any faster, we're gonna travel back in time. Which would be quality. So if you travel back in time, you can stop it all from happening before yep. it happened. Uh, I do love the uh, continuity error. Slightly. From the from the one angle, the window's got a bullet hole in it and smashed. From yeah. the other angle, it's a brand new window. Bolt. Yeah, right now. <laughs> and, and, and it's gone again. We kill everybody. Exactly. Right. Because we're going to go and kill everybody, we need to have a higher body count than Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. Commando. Yeah, I was watching a video on YouTube the other day when we talked about Commando, and it shows um, that if he'd have fired, continuing firing the way he did with his machine gun, not only did he run out of bullets after about one or two seconds per rifle shot, but his continual fire would have literally meant that he was firing fire because his barrel would have melted. <laughs> well, that would have been useful about 20 minutes ago. Like to get launched off goddamn planet.
That's twice now he's ended up with his tail between his legs. Exactly. Now, would he get away with assaulting two cops even though he was going to save somebody else's life? Well, it's very touch and go, very touch and go. He's um, another well-acted villain, I think, is uh, Milo. No, he hasn't got a shotgun. I don't think he's got it anymore. <laughs> Taken out by a horse. Now everybody's going to believe him. Well, it's only that. Is, <laughs> how about a shot is my life? See, that's the rule of bad guys, mate. Milo's got probably what you could class as a marksman's rifle, i.e. assault rifle and sniper rifle mixed into one. Hollenbeck had a handgun which he could shoot somebody at twice the distance with. Yeah. <laughs> My logo splatter. Do you reckon the guy in the helicopter was going, right, we're lower, we're lower. Quick, get up there, get up, it, the body's falling, we can get him. <laughs> Even though I know that the blades are going fast enough to do that, you would have thought they probably would have taken the helicopter down at the same time. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, you've caused criminal damage. You've assaulted, even though he's a bent senator, you've assaulted a senator. You've assaulted cops. You've shot up loads of stuff. Yeah. See, those cuts have healed pretty well, seeing as they're less than 24 hours old. They have actually, haven't they? I'm considering the fact that he's been pummeled quite a bit more. Oh, you've got to feel sorry for the two dogs here. I mean, they've done nothing during the film, no. and they're about to get wasted. Bye bye. It's a massive collateral damage because yes, it may have blown up Marconi's home, but it must be nearby loads of other people. What about the poor people, the poor pedestrians that are walking past his house at the same time? They could be skewered by one of his Doberman's burning corpses. <laughs> so, that's Boy Scout. How would you, what would you give out of 10? Give it an 8. It's fun, it's enjoyable, great comedy and action mixed together. Yeah. <clears throat> what about you, mate? I would probably give it a nine. I still think it holds up really well. What's really clever about it, even though it's set in the 90s, there's minimal tech use, 90s tech use, so it doesn't date it too much. Um, even the fact that it's got a cassette player in one of the cars doesn't make much of a difference to me. No, I've got a cassette player in my car, mate. <laughs> so. And fast forward does not eat the tape. The fast forward eats the tape. Fast forward eats the tape. Um, yeah, I've still got it's still still got a big soft spot for it. So, we're going to try and go through a number of films in the coming weeks. Not necessarily in this order, but um, we're just going to try and mix it up a bit and do lots and lots of different things just to try and spark some different conversations. Um, but just to give it a bit of extra variety. So, things that are going to come up include Back to the Future. The Lost Boys, Terminator and Terminator 2, An American Werewolf in London, The Dark Crystal, DOA or Dead on Arrival, which I'm presuming is the 90s, 80s, 90s version rather yeah, than the, the 50s version. Yeah, the one with Dennis Quaid. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, Highlander. We won't bother with any sequels. Just Were they the sequels to Highlander? No, they, no. They make no sense. No, exactly. <laughs> the totally epic cheese fest that is Kickboxer. <laughs> Van Damme. Um, the Outsiders, Richard. It's been, it's been a long time since I've seen The Outsiders. Um, Mickey Rourke. To be honest with you, I think it's got uh, Patrick Swayze. I think it. Uh, maybe uh, I'm mixing it up. It might. I mean, it's been that long since I've seen it. It was just one of those ones I was just thinking, why haven't I seen in such a long time that I can't remember? I mean, because it's like seen that many movies, a lot of them merge together. Yeah. So, Outsiders. This is C. Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon. Yeah. I think this is completely unfair because they've got one of the gangs, one of these gangs, because it's about two gangs, has Ralph Macho in it. Yes, the Karate Kid is in one of these movies. Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise. Yeah. But no, I'm getting must have getting it mixed up with a different movie. Anyway, so the Outsiders. Another quality one. Thinking of uh, Patrick Swayze. Roadhouse. 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 Um, the Running Man with uh, Arnold. Scrooged, which we'll probably save to around sort of Christmas time. Yeah. Great film. We'll definitely do the Goonies at some point. Uh, Christine, which is um, Ed and I, one of Ed and I's favourite directors, John Carpenter's Christine, about the killer car. And um, we touched on it earlier, Tango and Cash. Um, we'll probably, there'll be more than that, because that'll just keep us going for a few weeks, but there'll be more. So thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed our conversation about the last boy scout and basically as listing bruce willis movies <laughs> <laughs> um i'll speak to you soon goodbye goodbye